we're good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is this really episode three? Welcome to Lila's, where we talk about all things sourdough. Also, all things. I'm Rachel. And I'm Claire. And we're the Sour Sisters. Okay, so I have been stuck on foldable shoes ever since you mentioned this. So they, they, they're real, right? Yes. So now I'm very obsessed with the idea of getting the smallest shoe footprint ever so that I can carry like a fanny pack or just like a super small backpack while we rollerblade. Yeah. So did you did some research? Is that what you mean by you're obsessed? Like, did you find some? Yes, I did. I haven't bought any yet because I spent a lot of time wondering why the only option is ballet flats. Yeah, that's the only ones I've ever seen. I mean, Old Navy, like $1 flip-flops would probably fold up though, I would guess, don't you think? If you try real hard, I'm sure. And I'm sure they won't break. So I think that's actually probably, I should look into that. But I did find right towards the end, and I was going to send them to you, they're flip-flops that fold in the middle. And so I think because they're so flat, like it still doesn't get as Mm. small as like a roll-up ballet flat. But I think it gets pretty small. That sounds good. Shoes are all I can think about now. <laughs> shoes. Oh my gosh. Shoes. shoes. Get shoes. <laughs> well, I missed um, I missed the National Geographic shoes at Vans, which was like a confluence of many things that I love in life. I remember I you telling me this. Yeah. And I never bought any and now they're gone. And so I feel like I missed my chance. But then you sent the fanny pack thing today with the Converse. And I was like, I do need new shoes. All my shoes have holes in them. I deserve new Converse. <laughs> yes, you do. So now it's, it's on my brain. And fold-up shoes for rollerblading. There was something I was looking at the other day that they had like a solar option, like a bunch of like stars and moons and planets and stuff. And I thought about oh, you. I thought you meant <laughs> the shoes were solar powered in some way. <laughs> Your light up shoes that are solar powered. That's amazing. That would be amazing. Two things. I, my last pair of Converse actually got thrown away when I got stuck in the mud in Kentucky. Oh, that was a (laughs) good time. uh, Secondly, um, I was not allowed to have light-up shoes as a child. So if they had solar-powered light-up shoes, I would be all over that stuff. If they made them in adult sizes, that would be amazing. Do they, is the question. Here's the thing that I love about children, and I think we should take it to parenthood if we ever get there. Kids who don't get things when they're younger tend to then just pursue them when they're adults. It's in their brain forever. It's like I always wanted that light-up shoe when I was four years old and I will always want them. <laughs> and now you're going to be just like a wonderful 30 year old with light up shoes. Just the world's largest toddler. <laughs> and that's okay. I think it's fine. But I think it's something to keep in mind. Like really always. you're not stopping anything. You're just prolonging it an absurd amount. Oh, that's a good point. You mean like when you tell your kids they can't have something, eventually yes. they'll get it? <laughs> yeah, like I think the other thing, like I never got to have wi- wheelies or heelies. Are they called wheelies or heelies? 
Heelys for sure. I definitely I... had a pair, but I was too old for them. But they are in your heels. They're wheels in your heels, so they should be called like we we heel wheelies. Wheelies. <laughs> yeah, wheelies. Wheelies. <laughs> That's my thought about heelies and light up shoes. Necessary items for every adult. What else is new? Not much. I've been spending a lot of time outside, which is very pleasant. Better do it because it's only going to get colder from here. I know. This is not like, um... I'm sorry, I take that back. But that was like my least favorite thing that anyone ever said to me. Oh, yeah. Summer is happening. It's over now. Just wait. Just wait. (laughs) I do have a little uh, anecdote from being at the lake recently, though. Because I like to, like, get a little bag with a book and my headphones and a little, like, seltzer water and bike to the lake, like, in and the your late light afternoons. Yep. If only. If only I had light-up shoes. But so then I just kind of, like, lay out in the sun on the lake and, like, pretend like I'm, a, like, at the ocean or something. And the last time I was there, I was reading a book, a library book. This is important to the story. Because yeah. as I'm sitting there, some crazy person on one of those jet skis... I assume thought he was doing something nice, but was in fact being extremely annoying because he would like back up to like the side of the lake and then turn really fast so that it sprayed water in the air. And uh, he was doing it all along the lakefront. And when he got to me, it splashed all over my library book and my old, old, old iPhone. Wait. (laughs) So upset. I was like, if I wanted to be in the water, I would get in the water. Like, yeah, my library book is soaked, and I feel like I'm going to get arrested by CPL. That's all I have to say. Okay, I have so many questions. First of all, in what world would that be nice of him to do that for you? Like, because you're warm. I think he was being a jerk. I mean, there were some little kids. Well, it's very nice of you to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, (laughs) no, you're right. When I first sat down, some little kids were excited, but then he was like doing it the whole way down the lakefront and like turning around and being like eh, eh, and I was like no 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 thank you <laughs> the problem is he was either like 15 and then it's like okay this is annoying but like where are your parents and then or he's 40 and he's just being a jerk second one I think <laughs> but which is weird it never even occurred to me that you could like a that you would you could do that with a jet ski or B that you would. And now I'm like scared of jet skis. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just want to be living my life at the lake. I don't want to worry about like getting rained on. <laughs> if I had all the money in the world, I would tomorrow, I would deliver you light up shoes and I would say, get in the car. We're going jet ski. I like jet skiing. I'll be on the jet ski. I just don't, I don't, I'm afraid of those people. They seem like volatile personalities. You like should, yes, no, we should all be afraid me in of, any case, yeah. <laughs> we should all be afraid of all 40-year-old men who are spraying strangers <laughs> on the lakefront of Chicago. Yeah, that's fair. My, my main concern is still that I'm just going to get like a $500 fine from the library for my book being like water damaged. <laughs> $500 fine is steep for the library. No, no, I, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I think you get like 25 cents if you don't return it for five years. So like, yeah. yeah. If you drop and they got off, rid of fines actually. Oh, did they? You should drop Eight off fees, like $20 yeah. and just. Sorry guys, this is to Sorry, keep the library yeah, open, but also I was attacked by a jet ski. <laughs> you don't want this book or just buy like the new version of that same book and then return that. Oh, that's fair. I mean, it, yeah, it wasn't in amazing shape when I got it, but. It's definitely worse shape now. <laughs> or you can let it dry and then write in the front 
so sorry. I got splashed by attack. this. Jet ski attack. Yes. Just keep it simple and then return it. And that's going to bring joy to someone else, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Good story for their podcast. <laughs> fair enough. So what's new with you? Well, I have two. Thank you for asking. I have two. <laughs> they're not life updates per se, mm-hmm. but... I have two things that are kind of like new in my life, more so than just like foldable flip-flops. And you have to pick one. Okay, this is stressful because I I just want to know all the things. I'll give you a choice. Okay, okay, I'm ready. Okay, rom-coms. Okay. Or tushy. (laughs) It's in your hands, Rachel. I'm gonna pick tushy. Because I just heard something about it on the radio on my way to work the what? other day. Really? Yeah. I have. There's a contest. You could win 10 grand. You should probably apply if you send them a video about like why it's so good. I'm sending them this because here's the thing. I had never heard about Toshi until like two days ago. So my housemate. Maybe you is should say what it is though. What What is a Toshi for our audience that is not? Oh. Oh, tushularily aware. Okay, so a tushy is a bidet that you attach to your toilet that you already have. So you don't have to replace your toilet. You don't even have to (laughs) really be good at any sort of toilet maintenance. You just have to follow the directions and add this to your current current toilet. So it's just a bidet, but it makes you feel fancy without being fancy. Sure. No, that's very fancy. And I think their whole thing is like maybe it's good for the environment because less toilet paper. I feel like they mm. their sales have probably gone up like just this. because of. Well, there was that shortage there for a while, so. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm glad you picked this. I hope that they sponsor us, like, or maybe I should just send in my submission for this. Like, what did you say? Ten thousand dollar. Like just to be their spokesperson or something. I didn't quite understand all the rules. They were. That's why I'm quitting like my morning day radio be- show. So it was. I'm like, quitting you know. my day job before I even send them the, my video. Like I, <laughs> I will be their good. spokeswoman. Yes, totally. Um, you have to send me that link. But so basically, as we are speaking, my housemate, as we are calling them for now, Timmy Hot Takes, is installing our new bidet. So. The tushy is, as they describe themselves, Mm -hmm. we are a team of toilet crusaders fighting for clean butts. Toilet crusaders is a crazy intro. (laughs) I love that. So bold. So bold. But apparently it came recommended from uh, some friends. And I feel like males giving each other recommendations for purchases is very progressive I feel like that's nice yeah yeah self-care yeah a new new brave new world we're in yeah I mean it might just be it might be like but self-care but it's still self-care no I feel like that's even more impressive that it's dude to dude so yeah so that's what's being installed I have not used it yet it's going to be an interesting journey bidet journey (laughs) a bidet journey (laughs) so have you ever used a bidet if it's not too personal of a question no, never. Literally never. And so there's a, apparently there's two nozzles, one that controls the force and the other one controls temperature. So it's hooked up to your plumbing, but it seems like if my housemate can do it, you can do it sort of thing. 
I don't know. I, I mostly, it's intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> intimidating. Yeah. So <laughs> it's really exciting because I feel like it promotes, again, just like self-care of something that's, it's like kind of yeah, potty yeah. humory, but it's important. And I feel like also if it really does save you from buying toilet paper, I don't know. Seems kind of cool. No, yeah, that seems good. I did have to very much remind my male housemate that women use toilet paper every single time. Don't guys do that too? <laughs> do they? I don't know. I feel like there's I always things to wipe. <laughs> I don't think, I don't, this seems like we should cut it, but I'm pretty sure they only dab that little... But that's some toilet paper still, right? Not as much. But obviously. I don't think everyone does, right? Or do um, they? I don't know. Ask a guy, because I think that... Well, there's not toilet paper at a urinal. Exactly. Exactly. And how weird would it be if there are several urinals next to each other, but, like, the toilet paper was only on... Like a paper towel roll, roll. we have to, like, yeah. go... Yeah. <laughs> but when I first started it... <laughs> the person who built the chemistry building, it was, like, a three-year-old building or something when I got there... Um, claim it was a contractor so like literally their job is to build buildings and they had built the women's restroom and uh like I guess there were some complaints when the building first opened from the women who were like well there's not like you know the little metal box to put like sanitary items in or like the trash can even the metal little metal trash can so like could you install one so the contractor installed one against the wall outside of the stalls like just oh, so like you have to you bring know, your hallway? tampons outside of the stall like yeah like you're still in the bathroom but the hallway where all the stalls are like just against that one wall <laughs> and when my I started so it was still like that and like my colleague was like I don't know what's going on this is stupid and I was like has this person never built the building if if I can just like turn on my soapbox for a second that's insane first of all no yeah just to be like first of all what do you oh, think happens in there exactly right like if you're not going to be a woman designing it at least ask or consult a woman like when you say you want a trash can can I ask not to get to specifics but is the goal for each stall to have one like is this something that you can carry well, out? That's this my is point you? is like I've been in many public buildings in my entire life and they figured it out like what? <laughs> there must be a standard like bathroom portfolio you know does he think that they're throwing away like receipts before their like husband sees them like this is not <laughs> like a communal trash can they're hiding from males it's this so is weird to yeah. throw away like bloody tampons i just don't get it yes it was very weird. what they should have done very is funny. just installed they should have written a note if you need to throw anything away just come next door to the male's bathroom and you can throw it away there and then we yeah. could have just walked over there with our bloody tampons and just oh but put a little go. drop box yeah <laughs> yeah as mail mail for the mail bathroom yep 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 soapbox off but i'm just saying but that's ridiculous right that's <laughs> it's so funny i totally forgot about that until you said that <laughs> that's insane well that's all i have Should it's very exciting it? you'll have to we'll have to do an update about if your life has changed or not if you choose Tushy Update next time, then maybe. But oh, interesting. From yeah. now on, I think, I think because yeah, I'm 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 so sorry to put this on you, but I'm indecisive. So I'm gonna give you two things every week, and 
maybe or maybe not the one you didn't pick will roll over. It just depends how exciting my week was. And then this is stressful. I'll never know all the things. No, you will. Cause you'll just have, this is the thing. This is, I thought about all of this already, Rachel, you are stuck with me until I don't have any new updates. Like you're going to infinity plus one. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like if we say, you know what, let's retire from the podcast. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, you didn't pick this last week. Then we'll still have one to more do episode. One exactly. more episode. Yeah. One more episode. Yeah, I like this. Like our whole mantra. I like it. One, one more episode. One more episode. <laughs> That's all I got. I like it. It's good. Who goes first this time? Do we know? I think it's B. Okay. Hit, hit me up, it. girl. Hit me with your best shot. Okay. So this week I am talking about pretzels. Nice. I made sourdough pretzels. It is, it comes highly recommended from me. It's one of those recipes that is, I would consider it to be beginner because if I can do it, you can do it sort of thing. Like, yes, I've gotten a little bit better at baking because my sourdough is not quote unquote fully dead, but <laughs> I still think this is like a really great first recipe after you kind of have your sourdough active and your starters good and healthy, then it's a really good kind of way to, to like reap the rewards of the whole thing. Mostly because you're going to pour salt on top, butter, and then dip it in cheese. Sounds so And good. those are kind of like, yeah, those are all like my favorite buzzwords. So you use a cup of the discard or unfed and then three cups of flour, some water, vegetable oil, or butter, ideally butter. Um, and then you need, <laughs> <Always>. this, <laughs> yeah. And then you need, you do need a little bit of yeast and you need non-diastatic malt powder. Tell me what so, this is. Yeah. So this was a whole new world for me. <laughs> I had no idea what non-diastatic malt powder was, but I saw on the recipe that you can substitute sugar. So I looked more into specifically why they were asking for non-diastatic malt powder instead of just saying sugar. And it's sure. a derivative of, <laughs> yeah, it's a derivative of barley. It's non-diastatic, I guess, as opposed to diastatic, AKA regular malt powder due to undergoing enough heat. So basically it's undergone so much heat that it's killed all the enzymatic activity. So it's therefore high in sugar and good for flavoring. So oh, cool. some people call it, I saw on the internet, quote unquote, bagel gloss. So it's what gives like Fancy. bagels and breads that kind of like beautiful hard not a hard shell but like you know it's a little it's like finished it's like a finished product yeah like the the like the noise it makes when you like tap a bagel like right right but then somehow the inside is like perfectly soft yeah but is so, this the same malt like like if you have like a malt like a malt milkshake or like a malt ball like a waffer so, is that the same I, thing the problem is i think that is a thing but i don't know if that's that has to be regular malt powder right the only thing that gets me on that no is idea. maybe it is non-diastatic malt powder because non-diastatic seems to be this kind of more like sugary derivative of barley. 
Yeah, so, and what I'm describing is candy, so that yeah, would make sense. Right. That would make sense. But this is also not going to turn your pretzel or your bagel into some, like, sugary treat. It's mostly just no, a for thing. Sure. It's just, like, a flavor, right? Yeah, and I don't even think you really taste it as much as, like, it creates that texture that you're looking for. So, all so you how do... did a powder make a gloss? I'm sorry. Yes. I didn't mean that. No, you're good. No, totally. Water. It's crazy. So oh, you checked <laughs> out. <laughs> how do we make this gloss so yeah so you take the the non-diacetic malt powder which of course I did not have I am not that fancy although after I finally realized what it was I've almost convinced myself to buy some and it's like six dollars on King Arthur which is a great website everyone should look at King Arthur they're great but you know they're not giant I guess and so you still have to pay for shipping mm. I don't know it seems like I'm paying the same amount there for must the be thing. somewhere else you can find it right where it's like yeah I, guess I don't everybody. know no I I think you can I don't think it's that common though so it's commonly oh, used in like bagel making and kind of like high-end sourdough I guess but it's not something that's commercially available that often from what I understand that makes sense yeah, I don't think people are buying this and, like... We need to infiltrate the baking world and get, like, a bulk commodity. <laughs> that would be great. I mean, I think that if we were to do that, like, hey, we're throwing a sourdough party, do you want to, like, you know, give us some rate on a ton of non-diacetic malt powder? <laughs> they might. So we can look into that. But my other, my side note on this is that, that I discovered a website called Bakerpedia. Have you heard of this? I have not. Tell me, so, what is it? It sounds cool. Is it like Wikipedia? It is literally Wikipedia, but for... Wait. <laughs> no, it's not. Tell me literally. more. Tell me more. Yeah. So it's Bakerpedia. They have like way more than Wikipedia though, because they have like, I don't know if they're just videos or just audio files, but they seem to have like a blog and huh. some other resources that kind of teach you about sourdough and other baking techniques. That's awesome. They seem to know, to like know what they're doing. No, that so, sounds fun. So did you use it? Well, I used Bakerpedia to figure out what non-diastatic malt powder was. Oh, this is so I, exciting. I feel like, I mean, Wikipedia helped me too, but I feel like I was going, I was being pulled in a lot of different directions to not really understand what non-diastatic malt powder was. And then Bakerpedia kind of just like broke it down. No, that sounds awesome. So I'm not being paid by Tushy or Bakerpedia to promote them, but <laughs> I would be happy to take the money to promote you guys. So just hit me up. Yeah, but so yeah, free I buzz marketing. Exactly. I would say that that's kind of like my new go-to with this whole baking endeavor. No, I have to check that out. It sounds awesome. They even have this thing that they call baked in science which seems to be an educational, like a way more educational version of what we're doing. Oh, competition. <laughs> I know, but I like it. I welcome it. Please. No, no, let's it's all, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's all work together. We, we need them as guests. <laughs> yeah, we do. That would be amazing. Please, if you hear us out there, Baked in Science, we would love to have you on. This is only episode three. <laughs> You're not even for sure that we'll be successful, but I would say What's the harm in coming on our show? Yeah, so support some ladies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so 
I don't know. I, I kind of then went down a deep dive just within Bakerpedia because they actually had like book recommendations and everything. Oh, recipes. Oh. Yeah. The whole, oh, the whole get up. Like yep. So I definitely recommend making the pretzels again. Essentially all you do is take your discard, you add some flour, you let it sit. It's not really going to rise again. You do add yeast, but it, you're not letting it rise more than 45 minutes. So it's not going to get that big. It's just enough to make it the right consistency to then roll it out and play with shapes. So you just get to guess, at least for me, guess how you make a pretzel shape. I just had never thought <laughs> about it. Yeah, I guess I can't. Uh, only with like Play-Doh as a child. And even then it was very improvised. <laughs> yeah. And Play-Doh, I never got as fancy as making pretzels. I always was thinking about food, turns out. <laughs> I love that. So you would know how to shape the Play-Doh snakes. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying is I would try to figure it out, but I, I don't think I ever accomplished the goal. Well, this right here is exactly why I recommend making it because that was actually the most fun part. We made a whole bunch of different shapes. I attempted to make a pretzel shape. It was actually very hard. I ended up on YouTube, but it was <laughs> fun. You can make so many different shapes and it's just going to end up being this delicious thing that you dip in cheese. So you really can't no, go that wrong. That sounds so good. Wait, so when do you, do you put the salt on before you bake it or after? So essentially you're going to roll it out. You're going to shape it. You're going to have a good time and then mix water with the non-diastatic malt powder. So that's how you make that gloss, that paste. Mm. Nah, I don't want to call it paste. I'm going to go with gloss. <laughs> it's not paste. It's definitely more of just like a clear kind of coat. And then you pour bagel salt or pretzel salt, which for me was margarita salt. That's all I had. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big salt. <laughs> Big salt. Yep. So margarita salt worked totally fine. I think you could probably play around with the salts and make different types of pretzels, but really that coat of gloss, it makes it pretty, but then it also sticks your salt before you put it in the oven. Then you oh, bake it for 25, okay. 30 minutes and it makes that perfect light golden brown textured gloss. And then if you don't have non-diastatic malt powder, so if you're me, and I think most people, you just use sugar. So it's sugar water that you put on the pretzels before they go in the oven. Then when they come out, that's when you put the butter on. And more salt if you want. Oh, sure. Yeah, all the things. Yes. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Easy, quick. It's done in like an hour and a half if you're really on top like of it. Like from start to finish? Like from the time you get the discard out till it's finished? is That's only yes. an hour and a half? Oh, yeah. my gosh. That's, well, that's, that's delightful. That's the thing about yeast, right? Yeah. Yeah. Increase that rose. Yeah. This is a uh, yeast for the win. Yeast win. But again, you know, it's not going to make it that big. Like they grow a little in the oven, especially, but they don't really rise that much before you put them in the oven. Right. Right. Different texture that you're looking for. Yes. And then I highly recommend a beer cheese so you can dip them immediately and a good mustard. Both are important, I'd say. Yeah. I also did a batch without butter. So once they come out of the oven, you're supposed to do kind of like a warm butter and it makes it delicious for sure. There's no doubting that. But when I made them again, I was like, we also have beer cheese. Let me just see if these are still good without the butter gloss. And they are. So that's awesome. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sounds yummy. <laughs> yep. But what did you make? I made pizza pizza crust 
Pizza, pizza. Pizza, pizza. So I, uh, uh, don't sue us, Little Caesars. I use discard also for my recipe, but it took, it takes like at least like 24 hours. A lot of that time is sitting, but it is the opposite of yours. Um, but it's so yummy. It's also really easy to make. Worth the wait. Worth the wait for sure. Um, so the recipe I was using, just to give some background, um, is, is talking about how sourdough pizza is probably like the original pizza. Uh, because prepared yeast is like a modern invention and like you just kind of grab a piece of scrap dough, roll it really thin and then put whatever you want to throw it in the oven. Oh, wow, uh, so it's like, oh, that's like kind of interesting to think about. Yeah. So it's uh, like the original pizza, it, like kind of crust is probably similar to what I was making. Um, and the recipe also claimed that I made two pizzas, but these would be very small, like personal pizzas, which is cool too. Um, but wasn't really foot in the bill so I just use it and like make I just combined it and made one one regular size pizza um but uh the only other thing about this recipe is not to like get too in the weeds but uh it will only gave it in grams but like the recipe instead of saying like how many cups or tablespoons which is cool I guess uh unless you like don't have a like I had to use a food conversion calculator yeah um I mean how so I was else? like yeah I was like doing like some math in order to eat some food which I guess maybe that was my reward with the pizza <laughs> but I basically I I found it kind of annoying you must also, do math like, to eat pizza <laughs> my reward but it also seemed like a little bit pretentious uh and so I can definitely see why baking is um intimidating or like has like an intimidating like idea because like open the recipe and you're like, I don't know how much 183 grams, you know, flour is like, so what, <laughs> but, um, I guess that's, uh, that's, who knows that? So like, it should not be like a barrier to entry though, because they do have, I, I literally just Googled like, uh, how much wheat is this? And like a food conversion calculator came up and like, it's super easy to use. So don't let it stop you just because a recipe is in weird units, I guess is my point. Um, I will say that I think I would be stopped and I would ask you to then like give me what worked for you. <laughs> like what was your conversion? <laughs> well, now that I used it once, I, I wrote down the conversion. So now I just like have it so I don't have to go back. So that's another thing. <laughs> another pro tip. <laughs> Convert it over and keep it. <laughs> what if we made that calculator more accessible? Like what if that was easier? Well, it is online very easily. Like any, oh, okay, up, fine. to the point where you can just tell it like what kind of flour you have even which is cool oh that's nice so I don't want to like stomp on anybody's like somebody's already done a lot of work so we we should uh like probably put a link to their food calculator in our uh, on our Instagram because like it is I like really that. cool and also um, I do like I really would get caught up in that so I very much appreciate the like don't be stressed out by that there's a way to to get past it yeah, yeah, we can, it's easy to overcome. It's annoying, but it's easy to overcome. Um, but in, in, on the other side of things, in their defense, I'm actually thinking about getting a food scale soon. Yes. <laughs> like a reasonably priced one. <laughs> but because I, I was reading a lot about it, because when you type in like, oh, like I have, you know, um, all purpose flour, like into the food conversion thing, it's like, they're like a list of like, all these different kinds of flowers and then what how many cups like that many grams would be um 
and then I was reading about sifted versus nonsense sifted flour and how that affects like all, all up to like 50% difference in um, weight. So when it says one cup, it's like wildly different versus if you weigh what? it out, the weight is always the same. Cause like I the, trust the these people to different. tell me that it's flour and it's going to work. I know. I know. Well, so I just mostly want to experiment with it. It seems like fun. Um, I'm sure I'll get bored cause it's too much like work, but I also feel like I'm on the great British bake off, which is, the dream so, <laughs> so I feel we'll like see. this is I just mostly extremely, want to play around with it <laughs> this is up your alley you need to like take really detailed notes on how different all these flowers are I feel like the variation between like what is non-sifted versus sifted I mean I know what a sifting I know what a sifter does well but yeah I'm not using so one. I never really thought about why why there was a difference until I was because there's a flower shortage just grabbed the only bag of flour that was at my local grocery store, like the only kind, and it was yeah. pre-sifted. And I was like, I, I didn't even know that that was an option. <laughs> and um, when I was reading about it, it was like, because um, the process of sifting, that like shaking motion through the sieve, like basically adds air. So it's like fluffier uh, flour than when you have non-sifted. So if you think about like how much can you fit in a cup, like you can put way less in the cup because it's fluffier than the sifted stuff. So the amount of, the actual amount of flour you're adding is pretty different uh, or that can be depending on it. Fascinating. Yeah. It's something I never would have thought about, but it makes sense when I like, you know, walk, walk through the stuff. So it's like, oh, like this could be interesting just to miss, mostly to mess around with the food scale. <laughs> I still yeah. maintain that you should be able to like know how much you're using. And as long as you're leveling off your cups, like end up with a recipe. Cause I feel like a lot of people are like, Oh, you have to weigh everything or it's ruined. And, and I don't think that's true. Um, I think if you're comfortable with the ingredients, you can mess around a little bit with it. If the meth, well, and if you're uncomfortable with them, but you're relying on the knife technique where you take the back of the knife, that's not to, angled and you just kind of like to level it off to level it off. If you can't do that, then I'm out and I'm in. So I would say that like for no, the most I, part I you can survive. You can you just have to like have a recipe that's written to be mm -hmm. usable to everyone, which I think is the point of cooking. So I, I think that that's kind of why I was annoyed by this uh, Graham's thing, but it did leave but me then on like, also an intrigued. interesting weird path. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think um, that's awesome. And I think that somebody like somebody looking into it specifically you is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but I will say that once I had the conversions down, the recipe is super easy. It's just flour, uh, water, discard, salt, olive oil, um, and that's it. Those five things. Uh, you just really, you take your discard, you mix everything else together in it, stir it, let it sit, um, turn the dough twice, like over the course of like half an hour, and then you let it sit three to hours, uh, and then put it in your fridge until you're ready to use it. Um, you need to wait at least 24 hours to let it develop that flavor, just like when in you the fries. Fridge. Yeah, just like when you let your sourdough kind of rise in the fridge and it develops that more sour flavor, same idea. But then after that, anytime within, um, it says up to two weeks in the recipe, but like that doesn't, it doesn't last that long in my house. So <laughs> I haven't tried it more than one week, um, but it does taste good and uh, it's really yummy. And when you roll it out thin, like the part that, you know, you put the pizza in the middle, obviously, and then the part on the outside that's crust gets really like bubbly and puffy and like the perfect kind of crust consistency. Um, made several that pizzas sounds... so far and they all turned out amazing. That sounds so delicious. I also like that the rate of pizza making in your house is about one per week at the slowest. No, no, that's not true. Uh, we go through phases where we're like, oh, like 
we should make pizza and then we do it like one probably once a week but then we go through like huge times where we just don't make a pizza for a really long yeah, time yeah <laughs> totally but on average i bet it's i like would say on month. average like like maybe once a month is more than an average but it's well, just so good thing you could put in the fridge i mean it's basically like uh you know it's the same thing as if you made tacos a lot just using like a flat flatter thing like <laughs> yeah that's awesome. That sounds delicious. And I will say, I think I would be even still a little bit scared of that recipe, but I like that you are claiming it to be more accessible. <laughs> well, the fa- once you like, once you get past the conversions, you just stir and then let sit. So the actual like physical part of the recipe is very simple and straightforward. Well, I like that. I can do that. It's very yummy, and it's not bad at all. You just Google what you need to know. That's that's the thing I, I tell all of my past students. Yep, like, Google. That's what the internet's there for. Like, don't ask me what the boiling point of this thing is. You can Google I, it. Yeah. I feel like when we were in school, it was like, don't you dare Wikipedia. And now it's like, I don't know, Wikipedia if you need to, but, like, just get the information. It is on the internet. Well, just, yeah, critical thinking skills. Like, we got to transport them somehow. <laughs> totally, yep. That's what they're relying on. Well, that sounds delicious. It's very good. I highly recommend it. So worth the wait, pizza. Yes. Can I ask you what type of pizza you made? Well, we made a couple different ones so far because we've been using this crust like basically since we had discard uh, recipe. So we made a margarita pizza. So we had like some Yum. tomatoes and mozzarella and basil from our basil plant. That was really yummy. Um, we made a barbecue chicken them. pizza. It just sits in my window and I water it. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a green thumb. Uh, but um, barbecue chicken pizza, that was yummy. And we made a breakfast pizza. That was our latest a adventure. pizza. Really? Did you yeah. go with like a Canadian bacon or like a real bacon? We wanted sausage, but for some reason, okay. we couldn't find any at the grocery store we were at, so we did bacon, regular bacon. Like I don't know why I, okay, I don't know why I assumed there would be bacon, but it just seems There was like, bacon, yeah. Okay. Eggs okay. and bacon and cheese and caramelized onions and I think that's it. And then the crust, the crust, we got too crazy with the crust. It was delicious, but it was like it's like gross like but we decided we wanted we had everything bagel seasoning and we wanted to use it yeah so we decided to make stuffed crust <laughs> so we like it with was, we everything bagel like seasoning a, yeah so we wanted to be like a like a breakfast like a bagel sandwich basically so we yeah the crust we did a line of cream cheese and then rolled the crust over and then covered that with everything seasoning on the outside so that you eat um, the, like it was really it was really good <laughs> That sounds amazing. You said gross. Well, I just mean because it's like we put cream cheese in our pizza oh, crust. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but it was Literally, so good. <laughs> the only reason why I made a pretzel or like sourdough pretzels is to dip it in cheese immediately. Like it was only to then trial several different cheeses. I love no, that's that. Fair. That sounds amazing. It was so good. So Ooh. I highly recommend. This is the problem. I need to be able to come over and eat all of these amazing things that you make. <laughs> we'll just uh, like send them to you in the mail. <laughs> Could you? Imagine? Or drop them like off at your like away. street. <laughs> yeah, we'll just drop it off outside your house. Please. Oh man, that's a good adventure. 
yeah it sounds like we both had delicious cheesy filled adventures oh yes so good i this is my favorite recipe so far but i think i'm gonna <laughs> say that literally every time well that's the the joy right we're eating all the delicious things <laughs> yeah i mean i guess this is why people like baking but for me this is only fun because it's not always sweet yeah you're, you're in charge you're in the driver's street of what you I think I said driver's street. You're in the driver's seat of what you're... <laughs> you're in the driver's seat of whatever street you want to be on. Whatever you're doing, you're doing it. <laughs> well, I think, is that all that you have? It's all I have. That's all I have. Oh, my God. You got any food for thought? I think you should go first because you did your um, food mm -hmm. first. That is sneaky. I do what I want. <laughs> All right, fine. Well, I have something really fun. There is a band that if you haven't heard of them, you should listen to. They're called Chicano Batman. Ooh. Have you heard of them? No, I like the name though. They're a band from Los Angeles. And I heard about them on NPR on some podcast that came up. And I don't think that they called them genreless, but they definitely alluded to the idea that they don't necessarily fit in a genre. And for me, now that I've listened to them and kind of looked into what their their situation is, is I, <laughs> I feel like they're genre full. Like, yes, technically <laughs> they don't fit in like one specific genre, but they're they fit in a lot. So I looked into what those genres might technically be according to yeah, the internet, give me which, some some clues. Yeah. Again, back to Wikipedia, but on Wikipedia, they classify them as psychedelic soul, funk, indie, rock, and my favorite, tropical. This is very genreful. Talk to me about I, tropical. <laughs> talk to me about tropical. What is that? I didn't even know. <laughs> That's just an amazing genre that I like fell in another rabbit hole looking into. The thing is, is I basically have a podcast that's all tropical stuff, but a I didn't know that. Oh, I have a Spotify playlist. That's oh, I was like, you have a... <laughs> I have a separate podcast. I am doing I'm without ahead. you. <laughs> no, but basically, Tropical got me really interested because I didn't really know what that was. But No, it sounds nice. Beach vibes. Yeah, beach vibes, but it's not... The thing for me is, like, I have a playlist that I guess is all beach vibes, but... I don't feel like Chicano Batman is just beach vibes. They seem, for me at least, like you can listen to them while you work. They can You can listen to them while you're driving or you're at the beach. Like, again, they just kind of fall in every category and every, like, little nook and cranny of your life. So whatever you're looking for. Like, they're upbeat, but they're not lovely. so... Yeah, they're not so upbeat that if you're, like, not really in the mood for something that upbeat, you could kind of just, like, commiserate as well. <laughs> I don't know. I love them. So they came into my life. They made it better. So I thought I would share. Yeah. I'll have to check them out. Faux show. That sounds good. Yeah. I like genre full. <laughs> what do you got? Do you have anything to chew on? Yeah. So on Netflix, there's a babysitter's club. They re I don't know if it's a reboot. Cause I don't know if it was ever on a show before, but it definitely a was a book series. Yeah. Like yes. a book series. I definitely read as like a kid. Um, and I remember thinking, like, oh, those girls are, like, so fancy and old and, like, cool. Uh, <laughs> and so <laughs> I've been watching this show on Netflix, and it's, first of all, adorable. 
and like full of good life lessons and I feel like if I had like kids I'd be like oh like this is something good for you to watch um but like it's uh very cute but also like crazy they're like babies <laughs> but okay yeah but it's I mean- perfect it's it's so perfect it's exactly like I remember the books being the girls are like learning how to be alive and like do things but they're sweet and they make mistakes and they learn from them like it's a perfect show I mean that's an age I refuse to ever go back to oh But yeah, (laughs) there is definitely like this kind of beautiful thing that happens where you're just in a phase of discovery. And like a lot of times in the moment, it feels terrible, but I feel like they're at a very like moldable spot. And that, that book was adorable. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very good. And the little girls are such good actresses. And the mom is Alicia Silverstone. From Clueless? Yes. And first, that makes me feel old, but also like... She's a queen, so it's all very lovely. But um, I love that so, even more. Like, that makes me feel like the show is accessible to us. Because it's like, oh, don't worry. Like, she was a kid when you were a kid, but now she's the mom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's, so it's just, like, kind of, like, fluffy, but, like, tries to deal with, like, some serious issues. Like, um, they talk about, like, protest and, like, what the point of that is. Like, why someone would do something like that. Um, and, and about, like, health issues and, like, family issues, and it's just, I don't know, it's just good, and, like, oh, this I was really stressed out with work, yeah. and, like, needed to, like, bench something, and I really, I highly recommend it. There's only 10 episodes, so it's not, like, a huge commitment, and it's very cute, and it's not so, like, little kitty where it's, like, ugh, what's wrong? You know, this is boring. Like, it's cute, and it's engaging, and I, I highly recommend it. If you need, like, a Wait. little pick-me-up, Watch some so, BSC, man. <laughs> ooh, you you have picked me up, but here's the thing. It, did they modernize the books? They did. Yeah, like, the kids have, like, cell phones and Instagram and, like, do these kids with their cell phones? <laughs> but, um, you know, things that didn't exist in the 90s, but they, they still make it, like, the storylines work. So they did a really good job of, like, integrating, like, like the original story and why it's a, why it's, like, a good, you know, life lesson or coming of age story with, like, modern technology does still exist and I really appreciate that I really do and also mostly because I don't understand kids like I don't have kids especially teenage kids and I'm definitely worried that I'm just going to be extremely out of touch so I feel like these shows will like I don't know if they're modernized and they're using Instagram at that age like that's terrifying well they make a joke about how they're they're not old enough to use Instagram yet like, because they're not. But that's what we did about. That's like what we did with Facebook, but we still used it. Oh, sure, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, oh, it would be so hard. I remember at that age, I told myself, "Don't forget." I would. This was like on multiple occasions. I would say to myself, "Don't forget what it feels like to be this age," because I feel like adults. Oh my god, <laughs> have lost sight of what it feels like to be this age. And I would literally have moments myself where I would say, this is so frustrating. I feel like stuck in this kind of world where no one actually hears me and no one understands me. I mean, this is like classic 13. And you just have all the emotions. Yeah. And my emotions were just promise me. And this is me talking to myself that when you're a mom or when you're older and you're interacting with young kids that you don't lose sight of what it feels like to be that kid. No, it's frustrating to be like a tween. Like, so frustrating. Well, the worst part is I'm over here, like, I don't even have kids yet. I barely interact with kids that age. 
And I'm like, oh, shoot. Oh, shoot, self. I forgot. Like, <laughs> I'm already forgetting. Well, watch the BSC. It'll bring you right back. It, yeah, it's like, I like BSC. You're caring. Like you're already, yeah. <laughs> the BSC. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that it's a beautiful age. It's just not fun to be that age. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No. Too much is going on. <laughs> and it's not you, your fault. It's no one's fault. Like, it's just like a rough time again, to be alive. So, it is. It is for sure. But you're also like so moldable and like you're mad at everything no matter what. But you are also picking up on a lot of stuff that's going on around you. Yes, absolutely. So, that makes me scared for all the social media stuff. But it sounds like they, I mean, it's just part of life. Yeah, they don't really hit on, like, the dangers of social media or anything. Well, that would be a whole different show. That's, like, yeah. <laughs> unsolved mysteries. Oh, oh, also highly recommend. <laughs> I mean, we could do a whole nother hour of us just recommending shows. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hey, Rachel. Hey, what? Love you like a sour sister. Lilas! Thanks for listening, y'all. Please subscribe and don't be afraid to start some sourdough. As my mama always said, you can do anything you put your mind to. That's excellent advice. <laughs>